Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues, the name of the program here on AFR, Tim, Fred, and now Steve Jordahl's in studio with us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well. It's a good day. You're just a tie man, aren't you? I just, yeah, I have it's a bunch of old-fashioned tie man. I like ties. I, I don't have to wear them, but I do because... That's what I mean. I like you, you do so voluntarily. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. And I get to have a casual day any day I want. Yeah. Tie, it's, it's Steve's old school. He wears a tie and a tucked in shirt with a belt that's exposed. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to keep my pants up. Huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> duly noted. That is a good reason to wear a belt. Uh, mm-hmm. Fred's got a belt on, too. Just to, after COVID hit America, uh, the whole country just went down the tubes as far as wardrobe goes. Yeah, and, right. Uh, was, what, there, there was a story yesterday about what has happened happen in the people are coming back from work after working from home right and there's a whole new line of clothing apparently that's out there yeah that reflects like knit blazers mm. knit blazers yeah. and stuff like that and okay and guys are working wearing stuff like look like pajama bottoms yeah i've seen a lot of that around here <laughs> i've seen i told yeah i told i House another day said, uh, "Hey, well, do you think you should wear that?" Talking about me to work. I'm the president of the ministry, and I said, as "Far as I can tell, looking at our staff, anything short of pajamas is is uh, okay." Now after COVID hit, so uh, all right, we can talk about wardrobe uh, changes as a result of the pandemic later. Uh, we but we have a guest that uh, doesn't have a lot of time, so we want to get right to him as our friend. Matt Staver, who's the founder and chairman of Liberty Council. They are a constitutional law firm based out of Orlando. They do work all over the country and have been doing it for 30 years, I guess, or longer. Uh, that is uh, uh, d- defending religious liberty. And uh, Matt joins us now. Matt, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to be with you. Hey, uh, Matt, did I get it right? 30 years? How long have you guys been around? Yes, yeah, since 1989. Actually, over 30 years now. Um. Matt, uh, tell our listeners the good news about what happened in the case that you guys were involved in out of Boston. Well, we had a 9-0 to decision yesterday by the United States Supreme Court unanimous, actually interestingly written by Justice Breyer. never thought I would see an opinion written by Justice Breyer in favor of one of our cases at the Supreme Court, but here we have it, and all of the justices joined in. So it is a sound rejection of the lower court's uh, misapplication uh, of the law this case is about, it started about 19, uh, 2017 for Constitution Day. Hal Shirtliff, the founder of Camp Constitution, wanted to fly a Christian flag for about an hour during an event that he was going to have at the base of the flagpole. The city for 12 years had designated that flagpole as a public forum open to all applicants. They had 284 applications, not a single denial. All of them were approved. No review of the content until Hal's application and it wasn't the flag itself that was the problem. It was the word Christian on the application that triggered the censorship. If he had called it anything else, they said, besides Christian, call it the Camp Constitution flag, anything but Christian, 
you could fly it. But if you use the word Christian, if you deem it to be Christian, it's going to be censored and you don't have access to the same form. So that's how this case began. Very clear that they wanted to censor the Christian viewpoint, but then they defended on the basis that, well, it's government speech, not private speech, so we can censor what we want to. Well, the problem with that is they have, in September, October every year, a private group have a pro-communist Mount Zedong flag that they fly, and then about a few days later, another private group flies an anti-communist, anti-Mount Zedong flag, so the city can't be speaking out of both sides of its mouth. They just didn't want their Christian flag because it was deemed Christian. The flag itself is okay. Call it something else. Don't call it Christian. If you consider it Christian, it's not welcome. So the Supreme Court ruled 9-0 to zero in our favor. Great decision. Did you argue the case at the court? I did argue the case on January 18, and I came away from that argument thinking that we could actually get a 9-0 to zero decision, amazingly. Uh, it's hard to get a 9 to 0 decision, and they're usually on non-controversial cases. I've never but heard to of it. get that. one on this kind of a case is very, it's just unheard of. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe you would get 9 to 0 if you argued the sun is warm. Possibly. You might, but you might get 8 to 1 with one saying, yeah, but it causes a skin cancer uh, <laughs> or something. I, I don't know. But to get a 9-0 decision... You know, this 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 was going to be the big story of the day for us here, but, of course, what happened with the leak yesterday at the Supreme Court. But I just want to con- con- uh, congratulate you, Matt, and your organization, the uh, Liberty Council, for taking this case all the way to the Supreme Court because this was a clear case of discrimination against Christians just for being Christian in Boston, and the yeah. Supreme Court agreed with you, and it's a, a great precedent for religious freedom uh uh, in, in the public square going forward. Hey, do you have five minutes? When do you have to leave? I have a 1230. Uh, have a my 12, time, so okay. Bottom One, of the hour. All right. Uh, Fred wants to ask you about, uh, well, yeah, go Matt, ahead, Fred. Matt, the other big case on your burner, I know these days has to do with our military personnel, uh, who yeah. do, do not want to get vaccinated. Can you give us an update on that? Yeah, I was just in court last week on this case on behalf of an Air Force cadet. We've gotten a number of injunctions for uh, various individuals in the United States military. Uh, and we got an injunction for him as well. We're asking for an extended injunction for him to protect him. But we're asking right now and pushing really hard for all the men and women in the military, all six branches, to be protected. And that is very important because these men and women are facing unbelievable pressure We had two calls last week with regards to suicide, suicidal ideation, and uh, we need to, you know, not only just the individuals committing or thinking of or considering self-harm, but their spouses as well because of the unbelievable pressure. So it is time to really protect all of them and pray for them because they're being abused. I think it's Biden's attempt to purge the military of Christians and people of faith. And that that is a real problem. So pray for the case. Uh, We're making big progress, but we need to go to the next level and get an injunction for everybody. Hey, Matt, Steve Jordahl um, here. I I got a question about this uh, leak from the Supreme Court uh, real quick. And I've been hearing everybody talk. We don't know if this is what the decision is going to be, what the Alito opinion, the draft was. But if it is, I know it overturns Roe and it overturns Casey. But Roe was decided with a twin case of Dovey Bolton, and I haven't heard anybody talk about whether that still stands, whether that still holds. What what is what happens to that? It's over. It's over. All the abortion decisions would be overturned. 
Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> go back from 1973 and you wipe them all out. They're all gone. Uh, no more decisions at all would be binding or relevant from the United States Supreme Court. And everything then would go back to the states. And you're going to see a lot of activity on the state level, of course. You also see activity on the federal level with the Born Alive Act and other kinds of laws that would protect uh, the sanctity of human life. On the other hand, there are going to be pushes to try to legalize abortion on the federal level as well from a legislative standpoint. So elections are going to matter very critically, both on the national and state level. We've been hearing a lot of people talk about the threat that this is to the court, the, the fact that it leaked. How serious is it? It's a very serious problem to leak this kind of a decision or any decision from the United States Supreme Court. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts already has authenticated this is the actual draft, but obviously it's not the official decision until it's officially released. But it is the official draft. We've done an analysis. It's an incredible opinion. He's also uh, undertaking an investigation to find the source of the leak. I suspect it's a that's a law clerk and one of the justices. Uh, their career will be toast. They'll lose their bar license if that's the case. But it could be a staff person as well that could have released this, being very upset, somebody who's very radically pro-abortion, and they want to bring down the court. They want to put pressure on the justices. But here's the other thing. This puts the justices whose names are on that uh, opinion, particularly Alito and the other uh, four that are clearly with him on there, or at least four, puts their uh, lives in physical danger. So pray for them, because as we remember with regards to Scalia, uh, he died before the opinion came out, and therefore when that opinion came out, it was a 4-4 split. It would have been a 5-4 on the unions with Scalia in the majority, so it had to be redone uh, with a separate case. And so very critical that they're all alive and well, or at least they're alive at the time of the release of this opinion. So pray for their safety, because this is demonic that we're seeing you know, we're seeing these blood-curdling screams outside the United States Supreme Court. This is not natural human behavior. Mm. What's your website, uh, Matt? LC.org. That's LC.org. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thanks. God bless. Good to be with you. All right. That's Matt Staver joining us uh, with the Liberty Council. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Fred? Yeah, uh, Matt was just talking about what uh, Chief Justice Roberts has had to say about this this morning. Uh, Obviously, he called it an egregious breach of trust. But he went on to say something else that I think is really important uh, in this. Um, He says this will not, to the extent this betrayal, I'm reading from his statement, to the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. I think what he is saying is that those who have, the justices who have made up their mind, they are not going to be intimidated into changing their mind between now and when the decision is formally released in June. Yeah. So those are strong statements. Go ahead. Uh, Yes, it is. You're listening to today's issues. Go, Steve. Uh, today, the Fed meets, uh, f- and for its meeting, its uh, monthly meeting, and it, it's expected to raise interest rates by a half point, a half a percentage point. That is a the biggest jump in one meeting since 2000. Usually, they go by quarter point in increases, and you increase the interest rates in, in, in the uh, case of inflation, hoping to slow down the, uh, the, the, dev- the valuing of the dollar. The value of the dollar. I'll make a prediction. Oh, okay. Uh, President Biden will react to this 
and, <laughs> and he will say this is a Putin interest rate increase. He, he, he's been doing that uh, consistently. So um, the, uh, the key, the Commerce Department last week showed that prices have surged 6.6% in the last 12 months, mm-hmm. uh, more than three times what the Fed, their target rate for inflation in the sharpest increase since 1982. This means if you are borrowing money for a car, for a house, as I am about to, <laughs> or this is getting personal it's for getting you, right? Yeah. Let's let's get this thing fixed. Um, and uh, we're reading that, despite what you may be hearing from some people, this is not necessarily a temporary temporary inflation. Mm. These are going to be around. I'm reading uh, some sources say for year for more than a year. Oh yeah, or so absolutely. For years to come, in fact, is what experts. Well, at some point, is it even inflation, or is it just the new norm? I mean, I don't know what you. Well, inflation inflation, is the rate of increase compared to where. Inflation compared to what? You know what I'm saying? Inflation is the rate of increase, so it 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 must have a ceiling. Remember the 70s? The interest rates were in double digits. uh, House, you know, house loan for 13 percent. Or I remember the 1980s. At some in some jurisdictions, the interest rates were up around eighteen yeah. percent. Um, you know, it's it's great if you have a lot of money in the treasury bills right. and money market, uh, but you know, for those retirees, there's ways to make money no matter where you are. But yeah, uh, it very bad on retail business, like you say, housing, all of that sort of thing. It's cyclical, uh, but sta- I don't. I was half joking. Biden, I'm sure, will be asked about this. He will come out and say this is all the fault of Vladimir Putin. Oh, uh, yeah. It's amazing uh, that... Uh, well, our white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would go with that if I were Biden, because that's what he's been going... That's his fallback. And anti-vaxxers. It's all their fault, too. Go, go with... If Biden's <laughs> going to blame somebody for inflation, you go with... Try to go with Putin first, right? Uh-huh. It's the Putin inflation. Then go with white supremacist. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Blame those uh, sure. boogeymen out there. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep. And then go with who? Anti-vaxxers? Yeah, if you're against the vaccination, it's your fault. Um, there you go. There's your, there's your three-headed monster right there that's causing inflation in America. <laughs> Putin, white supremacists, and anti-vaxxers. Huh? Yeah. All in, All, All in a row. All right, Steve. All right. Um, we have uh, – <laughs> President Trump was speaking the other day, and uh, we – call out uh joe biden oftentimes when he has some misspeaks and uh i have one of those that we can play and i will we will talk a little bit about who the first senator from delaware was or is but um he's not the only one that is uh prone at times to misspeaking and uh, i'll note that this doesn't happen often or every day but president uh president trump was speaking the other day and he was um endorsing a candidate in Ohio, and um, he got the name wrong. He completely botched the name. Uh, let I want you to hear uh, cut 10. That's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for one race. You know, we've endorsed Dr. Oz. We've endorsed JP, right? J.D. Mandel, and he's doing great. They're all doing good. Yeah. Um, he had a Biden moment there. Yeah. Uh, Mandel... Vance, I don't know, one of the Did, two. <laughs> Katie he, he, Vance is the guy's name. Now, so wait, wait a minute. He's in, President Trump is endorsing a candidate, and he doesn't even know the name of the fella? Yeah. 
or yeah. can't recall. Now, yeah. if I was somebody named J.D. Mandel, I'd throw my hat in the ring right now because I think I might be <laughs> Who able was to Mandel? They, that was the other Josh guy. Josh Mandel is a former he one, gave, Ohio treasurer. So he, he used the first name of one and the last name of the other, right? <laughs> he finally got the first two initials. I tell you what, if I'm going to get up on stage and endorse a candidate, you know what? I've got one card in front of me. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's big, big letters, and it's got their name, and I've practiced it a thousand times. Yes, uh, that's right. So uh, that was bad. It was uh, a, a bad. Now, that, now, Biden gives us that every day. Yes. You know, but uh, that was bad on President Trump's part to get that confused. Especially um, just a few days. The primaries are on today in Ohio and Indiana. Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't sound good, too, when we he goes, who have we endorsed? I know. <laughs> Ooh, okay then. If I'm the candidate you've endorsed, I'm going, uh, where can I hide? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. Is that today? Yeah, uh, big primaries. Ohio and Indiana today. We'll have all the results for okay. American Family News tomorrow. But a uh, couple interesting uh, Senate primaries for the Republicans. Yeah. Katie Vance and who Trump has endorsed and Josh Mandel. But also a lot of people are watching what's going on in Indiana. Because uh, the interested races there have to do with really, really conservatives who are upset with some of the not-so-conservative Republicans in the House there. So you've got a real battle going on. It's almost like the Tea Party movement has been resurrected in Indiana. So we're watching those very closely. It should be very interesting. Yeah. So um, the war in Ukraine continues apace, as they say. the city of Mariupol has been under great uh, bombardment. It has just uh, been leveled, basically, by the Russians. And there, except for one small area that was kind of holding out, and it was a steel mill, and the mill itself had been leveled, but underneath there, there were several hundred um, uh, refugees or, or women and children and uh, men, too, that were hiding out or were sheltering there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the break is that today, aid workers have evacuated more than 150 women and children who were sheltering for weeks under there and gotten them out of Mariupol. So good, good news on that front. Good. Uh, and as soon as that happened, the shelling uh, continued. So that that conflict and the millions of refugees that are streaming across the border into Poland and other countries. This is day 69, I think. Uh, of this invasion by Russia in there, and you just you just wonder how much longer uh, this can go on. There's talk now, uh, Tim and Steve, about uh, questioning uh, Vladimir Putin's mental state. Uh, they've been watching his kind of how he's been handling himself in interviews mm-hmm. that have taken place, mm-hmm. and like he's he's holding on to the table where he's sitting. He's got a grip on it. And his foot is stomping. And and they're really starting, people are starting to look at this and saying, this man has some mental problems. And I'm kind then, of surprised that Russia is releasing those photos like that. Well, they are the out there. And then the question, the, the speculation is, is coming. He's losing his generals at a very fast pace. So how long that he can hang on? I think there's probably a strong element in Russia that wants this to end right now. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, those poor people of Ukraine, just, I know. Their world's been turned upside down uh, in many, many ways. And the 
just the psychological trauma, not to mention the physical destruction of much of their country, will take them 50 years to recover from. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't have, I don't know, I'm just thinking uh, you're breeding uh, by the actions of the Russian military against these people, these civilians in particular, you can't help but breed a hatred for Russians yes. by the younger Ukrainians mm-hmm. who will carry with, they'll, that'll carry them, uh, be with them a lifetime. Yes. You know, and then you could have a perpetual war then. Yes. Between Ukraine and mm-hmm. Russia. Yeah. Russia. And again, I, I've wondered what, uh, from the beginning, what Russia really hopes to accomplish by this. Because, uh, yeah, you let's say in a year from now they finally take over the land. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. finally wear down the Ukrainian people and take over the land. Mm-hmm. But you're going to rule over people who hate your guts. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Who are and who are. Are going to be uh, leading efforts of guerrilla warfare from now for the till the Lord comes back. I mean, and you've destroyed their infrastructure. And you destroyed their infrastructure. What are you going to root? What do you got? I know. What do you got? You got a bunch of maybe you got the wheat fields. I yes. mean, uh, and I and you've got the world against you. Yeah, Russia. That's got what the I'm world. saying. Is to me the miscalculation here by Putin mm-hmm. is uh, one that will go down in history. Yes, regardless of whether he's able to militarily take over the country at some point and are you going to occupy ukraine forever with patrol what? the streets with your tanks forever is that what you're going to with do with what with what you think yeah. they would have learned a lesson from afghanistan 10 years of disaster in that country where they never got a handle on any of it now ukraine the ukrainians and the russians have been having skirmishes and battles along the border crimea area yeah but uh but you know i i, I think Probably what happened is Putin thought he would roll in there with his army, and uh, within days the Ukrainians would would surrender. Yes. So you wouldn't have to destroy mm-hmm. infrastructure or kill civilians. You would just have a a new satellite country based on the fact that they didn't want to be destroyed or killed. Talking mm-hmm. about the Ukrainians, so they, but that didn't happen. They started fighting back, and they started fighting back very effectively. And they had sophisticated weapons to to work yeah, with, especially those drones. They yeah. took out a ship. They took out a Russian warship yesterday with a drone. Yeah, did you see that? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I mean, uh, so we are the, getting c- pictures of war unlike we've ever had before with the the new technology. I mean, I I, I kind of in my mind tracing from like Vietnam with the movie cameras that came, uh, you know, a couple days afterwards to. You know the remember the the first time you saw one of those bo- guided missile bombs fly into like in Iraq. Uh, the yeah, war, smart bombs. Smart bombs fly into something. You say, "Oh wow!" And now we're seeing incredible, uh, heartbreaking, in fact, graphic images. Um, but mm-hmm. just the, what we're what we're learning about war is just mm-hmm. horrific. All right, Steve. Thank you. My pleasure. Fred, where can people go for their news? AFN.net. AFN.net. That's American Family News website. AFN. .net. Go there. Latest news. Keeping you up to date on what's happening today. All the things we've been talking about on this program today. Plus, you can go there and get a daily email summary of news from us. 
Sign up up on the right-hand side of the website. Absolutely free, five days a week. Get your summary of news from a Christian perspective. AFN.net. AFN.net. Well, this concludes today's issues for Tuesday, May the 3rd. Thank you for joining us. My thanks to Steve, Fred, Brent, our producer, Chris Woodward, Matt Staver, and Frank Turek. And we thank you for listening. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>